Today on the show, we're going to talk about the Advaita Vedanta Indian School philosophy, and I'm going to play a recording from Papa G, and we will talk about this and self-inquiry. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. Help me spread the word. I rely on the generosity from you, the listeners, to help support this program. Typically, I travel around giving workshops and charging a fee for this. Here I am providing this content to you for free. There are nearly 80 episodes for you to go back and listen to, and I'll ask is that you make a contribution. Give what you feel that you've received from this podcast. It could be the price of a yoga class. It could be more. You can give in any currency, including Bitcoin, to help keep me out of the system. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com, and on the contact page, there's a donate button, and make a contribution. Help support me so I can continue to bring you this program. You can also go to the podcast website to submit your questions to be answered on the show. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I, why? Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have everyone. I hope you all are doing well today. Today on the program, I wanted to talk about this process of self-inquiry that we're all searching for to find out who we truly are in this world and how we relate to this world. Now, there's many philosophies, uh, there's many ideas of how to attain this understanding of who we are, and the one today that I would like to talk about is this Advaita Vedanta Indian School philosophy. Some of you may have heard of this or studied this a little bit or even read some books or watched some videos regarding some of the teachers that come from this lineage. And so today I'm going to share some of this with you and go over it and also talk about its relationship to other forms of self-realization or or self-inquiry, such as kundalini yoga and Sikhism and also Buddhism. So what is Advaita? This is a Sanskrit word meaning not to. So it points to this indivisible or this non-dualistic nature of reality. And for my Sikh friends out there, this is the same, right? In in Sikhism, it's a non-dualistic philosophy where the creator and the creation are one. And what does this really mean, that the creator and the creation are one? And what is this Advaita idea of non-two, where there's this non-dualistic nature as well. And if we think about this idea of the creator and the creation being one, it always brings to mind this idea of a piece of clay. So imagine we have this 
nice big piece of clay and we break a piece off and we shape this piece of clay into a coffee mug. And so then we call this piece of clay not a piece of clay, but a coffee mug. But at its essence, what is it? It's clay. And so this is kind of the image that I have when I think about God or the Creator and the creation being one, the Creator being this piece of clay and then shaping it into a coffee mug or or whatever you want to, to shape it in a vase. But it is still just a piece of clay. And the same thing with people, places, things, whatever it is, it's still God. Everything is the Creator. The Creator and the creation are one. And so this is this idea in Sikhism and also in this Advaita Vedanta Indian school of philosophy is that there is this non-dualistic nature. And so when we employ this idea or this philosophy in our own self-inquiry, where does that leave the soul? Right? We talk about the soul or Atman as being behind this existence that we have now. But in Advaita, where they teach Brahman is the ultimate reality. Brahman in Sanskrit refers to this highest universal principle called the ultimate or absolute reality. And then in other philosophies, they have the Brahman and then they have the Atman, and these two are are separate. But in Advaita, they teach that Brahman and Atman are one and the same, contained within one another. And this is kind of similar to Buddha's teachings of anatta or the no-soul philosophy. And this is one thing that he talked about is that there is no individual soul when people would inquire about this. And so in this Advaita philosophy, this Brahman and the Atman are seen as one and the same. And the illusion that separates us from knowing Brahman is known as Maya, right? This illusion of the self, that there is this individual self. This individual self is this illusion of this I. Where is this I coming from? We have a thought and we identify with this thought and we think we are this thought. And even when you may tell yourself, well, I know I'm not my thought, but you're reacting to the thought. So you really don't know this. In theory, you know this, but in practicality, you don't because you're identifying with the thinking. We feel something, we experience something that comes from these thoughts, and then we react to it, and this creates our behavior. And this behavior is the identification of the feelings and the thoughts. And it's this thinking that causes all our suffering, all our pain. And we have difficulty letting go of this thinking because we believe it's necessary to perpetuate this idea of the self. We do this in the form of ego, right? The ego is just this collection of thoughts that we identify with to help create this image of the I. And this image is something that is designed to protect ourselves, to put up these walls. And so we confuse these thoughts and their re- the reactions to these thoughts 
with this idea of the I, the self. And often we have all these thoughts coming up when they're not even necessary. Right? Maybe we need to think when we're solving a problem or we're trying to remember something, but often if you're really quiet, you recognize that this inner dialogue is going on without your awareness and it's disturbing your silence and causing suffering. We do this in life, right? We have a discussion with someone or an argument with someone, and the rest of the day we're replaying this argument in our mind. Well, next time they say this, I will respond and say this. Next time this happens, I will do this, and I will show them how wrong they were. And we we replay this for days, for hours, for months, for years. We replay these arguments in our mind. And what are we doing is we're manipulating our sensations in the body through this because we feel in this dialogue we had with this person, it didn't go well, and we feel hurt through this collection of thoughts we call the ego. We try to support the ego by replaying this conversation in the mind, saying, next time this happens, oh, I should have said this, and I will say this, and I will show them how wrong they were. And we do this at such a level, it's incredible. I remember the first Vipassana retreat I did, you know, it's 10 days of 10 hours a day of meditating without speaking. And I thought, okay, I can go through 10 days without speaking. I spend a lot of time alone. This isn't very difficult for me. But when you're stimulating the mind and penetrating the depths of it for so many hours, you you, you start to create the space to listen because you're not speaking and you're listening and you're listening. And I would become aware of an inner dialogue in my mind, partially through the dialogue. Like, it would be happening without my control. It's just like me all of a sudden listening to a conversation, saying, what, 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 what's going on? What am I talking about? And just listening to this dialogue, and you recognize that this has been going on deep down without your awareness of it. It's like another uh, entity having this conversation. And when your mind is so quiet from meditating and not speaking, you start to hear this. And I would just catch myself in these conversations in my mind and say, what am I talking about now? And why am I talking about this? What good is this doing for me? And I got this image in my mind. Imagine that you have a hammer in your hand and you have to walk across the room where there's a piece of wood that you're trying to nail into the wall. And as you walk across that room, you start to swing the hammer before you even get to the nail. And then you get to the nail and your arm is a little tired because you've been swinging so so much, but you haven't even got close to the nail yet. And this is what we do with our thinking. We think when it's not necessary. And it's this internal dialogue that sometimes you're aware of, but like I said, in this meditation retreat, I became aware that it was happening when I wasn't aware of it. And what kind of peace is this? And this is what's causing all the suffering, and it's taking you out of the moment 
and also taking you away from understanding who you are. So this thinking and the identification with these thoughts is the illusion of the I. And this school of Advaita Vedanta philosophy is this non-dualism. And what we want to do then is to look for the permanent, right? Because Brahman is not born, not created, or destructed. It is the permanent, where all these ideas of what we think of the self, the body, the mind, the thoughts, these are all changing and temporary. And anything that changes will eventually die, right? The body will eventually die, the mind, uh, even inanimate objects, a yoga mat will eventually disintegrate, a car will eventually disintegrate. And the only thing that doesn't die because it was never born is this consciousness, this Brahman. And what we want to do is then focus our attention looking for this. So we begin with the self-inquiry by trying to see who is having the thought. Where is that thought arising from? And the question of who am I? One of the famous teachers of this lineage was Ramana Maharashi, and he had this quote or this saying, it said, I cannot show you God or enable you to see God, because God is not an object that can be seen. God is the subject. He is the seer. Don't concern yourself with objects that can be seen. Find out who the seer is. There are a few well-known teachers of this non-duality self-inquiry. The most famous is Ramana Maharashi. If you're in India, you'll see his picture everywhere. You walk into a, a little market and they'll have his picture up. Everywhere is his picture. So it's said at the age of 16 years old, he had some death experience where he then became aware of the consciousness behind this life, uh, where everything came from. And so he taught this path of self-inquiry to create the self-awareness by asking, who is this I? Where is everything originating from? And then there were a couple other teachers that were very important in this lineage. One of them is Nisargadatta Maharaj, and he is well known for this book, I Am That. And I highly recommend this book to understand, well, what is this? I am that, where everything arises from. And I'll put a link in the episode description to him in, in this book. And one of the students of Ramana Maharashi was Papaji. You can go on YouTube and see lots of satsangs and interviews and even a documentary where I'll put the link in the episode description from Papaji. And when he met Ramana Maharashi, he was told to practice this self-inquiry into where everything is arising from. Ramana Maharashi instructed Papaji then to focus his path on locating the seer, 
Who is the one seeing? Where is this seer? And this was, again, in this lineage of Advaita, this non-duality, trying to find out where everything originated from. And when Papaji was asked to sum up his teachings in a, in a sentence, he said, no teaching, no teacher, no student. And when asked, who are you? He said, you, me, he, she, I am that. I am that where it arises. And his teachings are very simple, right? Is to find out where is everything originating from? What is the permanent? And this is what I've been telling on many of the episodes of the podcast is anything that is temporary is not you. Anything that changes, anything that is temporary is just this projection we put on it that we, when we identify with it in our behavior, our reactions, our perception, and what we need to do is to go beyond this. And this is this idea that you are already self-realized. But what is causing this illusion is this idea of identifying with these false aspects of the self. But like I've said on many episodes, that this process of self-realization is not a process of addition. It's a process of subtraction, removing all these false ideas and perceptions to see what is left. And in fact, Papaji talked about that there is no need to think, to meditate, to do something. The whole point is to learn how to just be without thought. Because this idea of self-realization is beyond the mind. The mind cannot comprehend it. The mind is the limit. The mind is what is stopping you from seeing your truth. And what I'm going to play for you now is just a little exercise that he gives to a student in his satsang, which is, is interesting to... to uh, here and, and also to see if you want to go on uh, YouTube and watch it. I'll put a link to it in the episode description. But here it is, Papaji in a satsang answering a question from one of his students that says she wants to see herself. She wants to experience the true self. Papaji, I do not have any question. Let me just sit with you and show it to me. Who is this? Hmm? Hmm? Come here. Make a place. Hmm? Make place. Let him go back. What do you want? Hmm? What do you want? You want to sit, so you sat. Yeah. <laughs> what next? What next? 
I want to see me. Bliss? No, I don't know what. Me. It me. Me. The end. How to see it? I don't know. You do not know. Where is me? Where it is? Anything that you want to Where? 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 Here. Okay, right. That's the place. Go there. Go inside then. If it is inside, go inside. If it is outside, go outside. Now you say inside. Now go inside. Hmm? Have you gone or no? No. <laughs> then where are you? Here, on eh? the Where are you then? How many miles away from inside? How many miles away from inside? You say, I have not gone. You want a plane, train, <laughs> car, ship? What do you want to go inside? You want a flight? Then go by voyage, by surface, or by road, or by track. These are the four ways that you can go from one place to another. Now to go to inside, what do you prefer? Hmm? You can't go like that. Eh? You cannot go like that. You don't need a ship, no? no. Neither car, no. nor train, no. nor airplane. No. So, why? Why? Because, hmm? because no distance. No distance, okay. No distance. Don't move now. No distance yourself. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Do not stir a thought because it is movement. Do not activate your mind because it is movement. Don't move. <clears throat> Let your mind not move. Let your intellect <clears throat> to not move for one second and tell me where you are instantly, just now. Here. Speak up. Here. Here. Well done. Very good. Stay here. Stay here. This is bliss, happiness, freedom enlightenment are hmm? that you can see.
I hope you found that interesting. It's it's interesting to watch this woman have this experience. Uh, again, I'll put a link into the episode description. Many of us have this idea that to become self-realized, we need to do something. We need to do yoga. We need to meditate. We need to eat this way. We need to drink this way. We need to live this way. While all of those are helpful in the way of making us healthy mentally and physically, which is important because the ultimate goal is to stop the mind. It's not to become a great yogi where you can stand on your head for hours or you can hold this posture for uh, this amount of time. It's really to prepare you to stop the mind. This is the whole goal of yoga is to learn how to stop thinking. And even when you're doing this is this tendency to be the observer and observing, oh, I'm not thinking now, I'm not thinking now. But if you're observing something, you're thinking it. And you want to get to this point where you're no longer the observer or the thinker, you're just being, you're just there. And that's what he was doing is saying, well, where, where is where are you? Do you need a plane? Do you need a train? Do you need to walk? How to get to where you are? And how 
to stop this thinking. And I highly recommend that all of you people listening is to take a moment and, and see if you can stop the thought. Forget about what you've been taught of holding this posture or breathing this way. Is just to be present and stop the mind. See if you can stop the mind. And if you can't, what do you need to do to stop this mind? What is holding you back from stopping the mind? Because you have to understand that the self-realization happens beyond the mind. It's indescribable. It exists without the mind. And we get so intellectual that we begin to think it's necessary to have the mind. In fact, there's even a fear of letting go of the mind. What will happen if I stop thinking? What will happen if the mind isn't observing? What will happen if there are no thoughts? And this is what I recommend you try this exercise. Watch the video or listen to this audio and, and, and pretend that you are the person sitting in front of him when he's inquiring, where are you? Act like he's talking to you and see if you can let go and stop thinking, stop the mind. Any movement of the mind is holding you back. Now we can focus the mind and we develop this concentration through meditation, through yoga, through living a proper life. We cultivate this concentration. But what you want to do is to not concentrate, to be still. Learn how to be still. Physically, mentally, to be still. And once you can do that, then you drop this individual I. You drop the suffering. You drop this reaction to these false identifications and recognize the oneness behind everything. The idea that you are complete. There is nothing for you to do to attain this understanding other than just be still. And it's like being in a lake and you're trying to see your feet and you're walking in this lake and you're kicking up all the dirt. The water becomes very cloudy. But if you stand very, very still, all the dirt drops to the bottom and eventually you can see through. And this is what you want to do within yourself is to be so still that you are able to penetrate the veil of illusion and see the truth. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. 
It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code The Story of Me Podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Again, I'll put links in the episode description to the Papa G documentary, the book I Am That, and all the other things I talked about in this episode. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it and sharing it with a friend and making a donation. Go to the Story of Me podcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button. Please make a contribution to help support this program. I rely on your generosity. And also go to the podcast website to submit your own questions to be answered on the program. From the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions.